Okay. This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Let's do the show, folks. Gum, gum, gum. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Welcome back. It's day three of Star Wars Celebration and uh, day three of our Star Wars Celebration coverage. It is the Star Wars Report podcast. Welcome. Welcome. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad you've joined us. It's a big day. Really some of the most content um, in one day really to talk about here. We just uh, wrapped today. This morning was the Mandalorian panel. And we're going to talk about all the leaked footage that we've watched. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, shamelessly. And then also, uh, literally just wrapping up uh, like an hour or two ago, uh, the Clone Wars panel, They we're going to watch and get a live reaction on the podcast from, well, let's bring him in, Mr. Mark Herleman. What's up, Mark? Hey, it's always exciting to be on, especially when we got some great goodies to talk about. <laughs> so much to talk about. So much to talk about. And, uh, and also, he has also not seen the Clone Wars trailer. It's Mr. Scott Rifen. Welcome back to the program, sir. Hello, sir. You know, it's 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 a thing where like I was so busy Friday. Yeah. I wasn't really feeling that bad about not being at celebration. Sure, yeah. yeah. But by today, like watching all this footage and yeah. seeing it now, it's just kinda like, oh man, I wish I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this this Mandalorian stuff looks really good. Like yeah. no and, and and guys, we're we're shameless about it. Like as people who are bitter about not being there. There's no way I'm not going to play the audio of the leaked trailer right here, right now. Here it is. Take a listen, guys. See you, Nick. We see the ship. That one over there. It's her business here. Empire improves every system it touches. Burn them out. Nice. Judge by any metric. Safety, prosperity, and peace. crowd goes wild uh let's get your uh, first reaction scott <laughs> i love this trailer it really <laughs> is almost like we're doing the tales from the moss Eisley cantini but we have this one recurring character running through it it kind of well that's a good <laughs> uh, way of putting it i never even thought about it like that yeah i i love it it's uh 
there is so much old school stuff, so many old school references in there, but there's new school stuff too. I mean, we never saw a flame throwing stormtrooper still the force awakens. So yeah, uh, they're just, there's well, these a are lot the, to love about this. What are these troopers called? They're from battlefront that they were like, just brought into the movies. Uh, I forget flame, what oh, like the purge troopers or y- something, y- something like that. I think yeah. so. Um, but yeah, that's, it's a really cool look. I'm just kind of scrubbing through the trailer now. So essentially, and I watched the whole panel guys, rather than we're not going to break down everything. Uh, cause that's sort of like, the, the during the weekend shows are just to kind of get our first reaction. We're going to do yeah. like a full detailed breakdown episode of Star Wars Celebration with uh, Mr. Bruce Gibson as our field reporter next week when he gets back. But yeah, but we're just, just wet and whistles. I know, over right? Here. But yeah. look, looking at, I, I watched the panel and it was uh, this morning, and it was it was really. Um, Kathleen Kennedy walked out with uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau fr- flanking her on either side, mm-hmm. and she introduced. Dave Filoni as a student of George Lucas and then she was like she loved these two filmmakers and loved their vision for Star Wars and was going to hand it over to them and what proceeded was about 10 minutes of just the two of them talking a little bit about their experience with Star Wars and collaborating with each other telling the story of how they first met while John was working on Iron Man and showing that stuff to Dave Filoni and then Dave Filoni working on Clone Wars at the time um, and, and that was sort of, they gave the context for their creative process, but they just like talked about George Lucas a lot for like the first whole half of the, of the panel. That's, that's been a recurring theme this weekend. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. You know, I and, guess so. Um, and including the sizzle reel for the Mandalorian, George is in the sizzle reel. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. You almost wonder if like, they were like comparing their geek cards. Like, well, George told me this, how deep into the levels of George did you make it Favreau? Because I'm Filoni and I made it to G level canon. Like he gave right. me the secrets of Mortis, which I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like when Rachel and, and uh, Ross or uh, not Rachel and Ross, when they were keeping the secret of Monica and Chandler from Ross and everybody knew, and they were all had that secret password kind of thing. Like yeah. how much do you know? Cause I don't know what you know, but you know what I know? Like, yeah. yeah, that's what I imagine that conversation was like. But then he told me about this yeah. and that. Oh, no, he told me about this, too, which I was going off about on this tangent. I think one of the coolest things for me is the touches. Like we see a, a really cool moment with uh, the weapon that we saw Boba Fett in the holiday special. I won't even yeah. say there was even a still of him on yep. the back, straight up looking like Fett right out of that. Yeah, that uh, and that then it looks like Jaster's right legacy, out of it. the ship. It looks like the one that Jaster Meal uh, used to have that Boba Fett ends up getting from his dad, like one of the extra ships that he used to have. And they go through the ship design quite a bit. There's actually a whole clip of them mm-hmm. talking about the practical effects that they did in, uh, to recreate a lot of the ways that they shot vehicles for the original trilogy. And yeah. even like some of the ILM guys were up there talking about how they were like dusting off the old machines where they would like physically no, build a camera rig. Ones. And yes. well, yeah, and like the get literally the same kind. You're right, Scott. Like the same kind of rig that would be set up to yeah. like physically mimic the way that they shot, say, the Millennium Falcon in the original trilogy. Yeah. Well, that ship doesn't look so big that they couldn't do what they did with uh, Serenity and Firefly when they built the entire ship so they could you know go from one end of the ship in a continuous shot. Like that ship's small enough, I could see them doing something like that too be sick yeah i could see that i'm i'm looking at it and the other theme um where you get you get this kind of uh, we'll just kind of jump through shot by shot because i know a lot of you guys if you're listening to the podcast unlike the um uh, unlike the what's it called the the rise of skywalker i don't have i don't have the title on the tip of my tongue yet unlike the rise (laughs) of skywalker trailer um which everyone of you guys have probably seen a thousand times um it'd be this is this stuff's getting is kind of hard to chase down but we get this guess who they they talked about uh, in regards to the rise of skywalker a lot too 
Uh, GL? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's a theme. I think sense. there's a there's kind of a back to basics theme going mm. on here. Right. No, you definitely get that feel. I mean, hmm. you see IG88 in that trailer getting to, to oh, actually shit. flaunt his abilities. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then there's that scene. I don't even know who it was, but they smash one of the stormtroopers in the mask. Yeah, and the yeah whole, right head, the like the whole jaw comes off. Right. I'm like, oh. I'm shutting up. All right, I'm shutting up the, so we can run through this. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yeah, so, because they're all jumping around. We'll go through the shot by yeah. shot, guys. It's only like okay. a minute seventeen, so we get the shot of that ship. They said the name of the ship. I don't remember it off the top of my head, to be honest. But we get this nice, like, sweeping shot of the ship landing on this planet. Which and those drives don't look like they're hard drive. You, you ever watched the Serenity ship the way they swiveled? Those yeah. almost look like they could do that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it well, and I'm looking. It does kind of remind me of the Serenity a little bit. Not gonna lie. Um, and then we open to this cantina on this kind of dusty planet, very reminiscent of, uh, of course, the original A New Hope. And off in the corner are not Ben and Luke. And the droids, but instead sitting in a little alcove is Gina Carano's character. Again, mm-hmm. pardon me, guys, I don't have the names in front of me or, or memorized, but she, you see her hanging out and she's like, hey, who is she? In fact, let me grab the audio here. Let's take that this one over there. That one over there. What's your business here? And you see her, a brief shot of her, like going at it against the Mandalorian, where they're like in this big punch out scene where they're uh, confrontation she has sort of mandalorian slash bounty hunter regalia short yeah. of the sleeve i mean the gauntlets she's wearing the shoulder pads still kind of mando-esque yeah and then we get the shot to um this empire improves the empire improves everything and they really like that the theme of the trailer is sort of like with all since the revolution i'm paraphrasing but i love the line like since this you know since the revolution all we've had is death and chaos um and because it's again reminding us this is just barely five years after um five years after return of the jedi yeah, I got a little I got a little annoyed when they said, you know, it's a time period no one's ever explored before. It's like, no, yes, yes, they have. But- <laughs> well, they they also, yeah, they did directly call out John Favreau on stage. It's like, yeah, and we're really pulling in a lot of stuff from the old EU, and there's a big pop in the audience for that, too. Good. Nice. Um, nice. Uh, which I thought was kind of cool. I, I just hope that at some point we see something going on with Luke's Jedi. Like, I don't need to see Luke, per se, or even Ben Solo, but maybe have one of the Jedi, you know, like a newly knighted Jedi show up at some point and be like, you know, I was sent here by Master Skywalker and have some kind of feel for what's going on with Luke and his order at this point, whether they be just, you know, getting up off the ground or something like that. I think that's a great opportunity. I think that's one of the things about this series that has me even more excited than the last episode was episode nine, because episode nine's wrapping things up. And whereas this is like, this is just opening the water, man. There's so yeah. many directions, so many characters that can bring in, so many situations and instances it can reference that I think that there's a lot more potential to get me to squee with this than episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I could see that. Um, I'm going to squee a little bit during episode nine too, but yeah, there's there's some good <laughs> oh, yeah. stuff in here. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. for sure. And, and so, oh, and I missed the next Death shot, Troopers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Death Troopers in the background, of course, right out of Rogue yep. One, led by this, like, commando pilot. And I, again, 
uh, I can't remember the actor's name. I don't think they talked about it. I was looking at the article. I didn't see his name. But I recognize uh, him from... Gus from uh, Gus. Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah. from Breaking Bad. It's that actor. But what uh, you know, I forget who the actor is. But he's in. The, he's like this commando imperial pilot. And he's yeah. the one talking... It's his voiceover, I would assume, that's talking... No, it's not his voiceover. You're right. It's the other the other guy. But he's kind of representing the, sh- the, sh- the remains of the Empire, I guess. Yeah. And that he feels like kind of costume. barren. Yeah, he feels kind of barren fell to me too. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, could be. Or like the what's his face um, from the Battlefront Two. I just uh, I pl- I played a few months ago. Um, where it cut part of like Inferno Squad uh, again in that s- kind of in that same time period. Now that I think about it, even canon stuff that's for that post Return of the Jedi. Uh, but he does. Mm. He also even has kind of an Inferno Squad look to him. Yeah. So mm. no, he really does. Let's take uh, let's take another look here. And there we get the flame trooper. I yeah. love the painting where it looks like it's like all blood over his nose and mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a, an Alan Tudyk uh, type droid tending bar. Oh yeah, that's true. We get this kind of weird safety, safety prosperity, prosperity peace. And again, those the voiceover of what we used to have, but the footage they're showing is kind of a contrast to the voiceover where they show this shot of this like very. Vampire Twi'lek is my is what I'm gonna call this one. We get a brief shot of this Twi'lek who is holding what looks like a blaster. I want to assume something. Look, it's the Jawas that get me the though. Jawas I mean, of Doom. Again, when did Jawas oh, come off yeah. Tatooine? Jawas. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. And a couple of Jawas brandishing weapons. We have this uh, this dude jumping out. Firing uh, blasters. I, I and he has this like he shoulder mount. Attached to his backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And that's uh, pretty cool. A nice shot of the uh, the Mandalorian ship. The Razor Crest. Is that what it is? The Razor yeah. Crest. Or the it water even looks crest. like a Mandalorian helmet in the front. Uh, Ooh, looks what like kind of robot uh, is that? It's, I believe it's Forlom's cousin. Um, <laughs> Dude, it definitely looks insectoid. <laughs> 3.5 LOM. I know, right? Um, and then you have this one dude riding a dooback. I love this shot. <laughs> Let's play it again. <laughs> look at this. Look at him go. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily do-back? a do-back. I don't, yeah. Maybe not. It looks kind of like a do-back. It looks a little it small. Looks, it looks more scrunched up like uh, something you'd see off a of Ryloth. Yeah. It's not all serious, though. We're not Ryloth. Uh, low tall. And what do we have now? Is it? Oh. Deveronian. Deveronian. Huh. It's almost like familiar aliens in Star yes. Wars again, right? right? Yes. Right? Well, uh, I mean, think about the Jawas, though. I mean, Jawas don't leave Tatooine, as far as we know. So maybe parts of this are on Tatooine. Maybe. I feel like that. I yeah. could see that. Maybe. Um, I mean, Jawas, if it is a... I mean, it's a good time to, to reference what's going on with Jabba's cartel. I mean, you know, that's going to be in the throes. Think about in Legends, like Kyle... Uh, uh, Talon Card takes over the remnants of what was going on oh, with really? Jabba's stuff. And so, I mean, you're going to have that same power vacuum here where either the huts come back yeah. and they take up shop or you're going to see a new element form. And who better than Mandalorians? Yeah, that's true. And we get to see... Oh, we see a new shot of Gina Carano's character welding what looks like a Gatlin gun in Star Wars. Uh, heavy fire. And then there he is. Is there some Mandalorian on Mandalorian knife fight action there between that scene? Let's take Mayhap. a look. Let me take a look again. You, you, I'm intrigued. It looks yeah, right like there. it. Kind of looks. It's two armored people. 
Yeah. That's hard to tell. That one guy's helmet's up so high on the screen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That does That's look it. like Death Watch almost. It kind of does. Um, oh, and in the next shot here, surge into continuity. Uh, and she's wearing Gina Carano's character looks kind of like Captain Rex's. Um, what do you call it? <laughs> Shoulder pads of sorts. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, looks like Paltrin. Clone Wars era tech she's brandishing, even with the not, the the heavy not gun. Pauldron. Hmm? You're not thinking pauldron. That's what I was That's thinking. What I'm thinking pauldron. That's the word I'm. Yeah. Exact okay. word I'm looking for. In fact, sir, well done. Thank you. The comma is the guys. I went like to college. Nice. I promise. Um, <laughs> where they but, taught you all about pauldrons <laughs> looking by the way looking badass she just see, yeah. she just fits in Star Wars like as a bounty hunter type like I, I love that they cast her uh, looks like tough. is that a is that her in the uh, and then of course there he is IG-88 with a bandolier he's, he's wearing a bandolier guys um, just, I can't tell you how great this is because you know, when I was a kid, and you got to understand, I, I've got a few years on you guys. Mm, yeah. But when I was a kid, I remember IG-88, and I remember just thinking, golly, they'd never have him do anything. Because look at him. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. when you look at the pictures of him, the, the, the publicity shots and everything from Empire, you go, golly, he looks pretty cool, but there is no way they could ever do anything with a prop like that. And you would think that as a kid. You go, just, just no real practical on-film purposes that mm. you can serve with IG-88. And yeah. now, in this era, guess what? Mm, yeah. So this is this is awesome. Well, Can I? And, and back when you were a kid, robotics weren't like they are today with your pneumatics and stuff. I mean, you know, you'd see a robot move; it was going pretty dang slow on hydraulics and stuff. Now they're juke juke juke. You're like, dang, oh, yeah. dude, look at that thing move. Oh. Yeah. You see, I, I'm gonna, I'm calling it, guys. I think it's Tatooine because uh, look at the background of IG88 shot here. I mean, yeah, really, it does. It's like evaporators. It looks like. It kind of looks like Tatooine from the Battlefront games, but yeah, they've got a moisture evaporator there in the town, the, like the clay buildings that look exactly like Mos Espa. If it's not Tatooine, guys, stop making up planets that look just like Tatooine. Well, though. it's the yes. Jawa angle. I don't think of any books in Legends where we saw Jawas as an intergalactic space traveling troop of people. That's it true. was always yeah, they on you know them and the Tuscans were, were known specific. for Tatooine. Well, and, and so, yeah. or I guess maybe it could be. Uh, maybe it could be Jetta, right? Uh, like the because like in the comics. Yeah. So like I, I yes guys I know it blew up but like in the comics um they kind of have a series of uh, episodes where it's sort of like the 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 charred remains of the planet. Yep. Um, yeah. That yeah. take place the there. Ashes of Jetta. Yeah. yeah. Ashes yep. of Jetta. So great comic by the way. Uh, all right, let's take a look here. We have uh, the Mandalorian just jumping out, taking out some stormtroopers. Wait, did he, did he, he take a shot? His gauntlet? Yeah. Whoa. Oh yeah, he sure oh, did. Dude, he <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Hang on, he literally. <laughs> oh, that's sick. That's a great shot right there. I didn't notice that the first time. Oh man, he literally, I so, just to describe already. what so, to make it better radio. Um, he's leaping out of cover inside one of these kind of clay how uh, clay buildings, jumps out of the doorway with brandishing his blaster in his right hand, but covering his chest with his left gauntlet, blocking some blaster fire, and dro shooting one stormtrooper in the head and drop-kicking the other one in front of him. Oh, yeah. man. It's pretty sweet. Not going to lie. No. And who's who's jumping out behind him? Uh, back it up. Now, behind him, you mean... Oh, you mean behind... Uh, oh, behind the Mandalorian. Like bartender Can't really tell. It doesn't look like anyone that's armored up for a fight. A very hapless... Yeah, yeah you're right. It, he may even have his hands in a binder. 
Yeah, and there he is in the background of this shot, ambushing. You can very briefly you can see him ambushing the stormtrooper, taking out another stormtrooper. Killing stormtroopers seems to be his specialty. Yes, uh, it's our speciality. Um, if if in fact that is Tatooine, and we don't visit Watto, though, I might be a little disappointed. Right. <laughs> Eddie. Or a reference to it. <laughs> Used to be Watto's yeah. shot before he yeah. died. It's Watto's kid. <laughs> Death and chaos. Another shot of Gus playing his TIE fighter. I think here's, oh, yeah, and then there's there the shot. Just Did like, he use his rifle for that? Because he hasn't used his rifle yet. It's his blaster, not his rifle, I think. Right, uh, let's, let, let's play the shot. Let's, let's watch this shot like three times in a row. Bam. Oh, oh, wait again for it. Bam. One more time. And pow. Brutal shot. Ooh. Yeah, just shattering. Almost, almost a Death Troopers looking shot after that. I know. Not, not yeah. Death Troopers in the Black Rogue One Death Troopers, but Death Troopers as in the zombie. Oh, yeah. Novel. With the, like, the broken oh, yeah, helmet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the old style. And then the sort of, I, what's funny is sort of the centerpiece, the glory shot at the very end. This just looks like. Hero shot. Yeah, exactly. Is him brandishing this. Yes. Brandishing. The holiday special rifle, which, which they straight up cop to during the during the panel, which I thought was great. That's great. And they cut. You to know, that. I would love at some point though we get Morrison to come back and, and play the role of Fett and have him like have like two arms digested and a leg gone and he's like oh like Tamir Morrison, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he's the right age to to play right? like a Return of the Jedi era retired clone, maybe. Oh. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. I'd be all There's about so that, much right? you could do with that. Yeah. So many characters you could bring in and, and so many angles you could play with the, having the Grand Army of the Republic Troopers. I know. But just the Fett angle. Like, I would love to have Fett get back out of that pit. I know, you know, he doesn't have to, but I'm still in that camp of, I don't want Fett to die so quick and easily. I thought yeah. for Battlefield 1, he, or Battlefront 1, he is out. I thought that it, was... I, I don't know. That falls in that canon adjacent. And I don't know how canon adjacent gets close to canon without being adjacent. So mm, yeah, I, I don't question it. Canon. I don't. I don't want to get. A, I don't want to get a solid divide and everything's canon yet. <laughs> yeah, I can I see got that. You. Uh, I got you. Hey guys, do you want to do you want to watch the sizzle reel? Yeah, I've, I've seen the sizzle reel, but I'll watch it again. Yeah, let's take a listen here. We see, um, and I'll kind of narrate as we go, guys. Uh, we see the Mandalorian kind of holding up some kind of tracker. Yeah, like. tracker. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Puts it in the pocket. Very, again, very, you know, spaghetti western look here. Yes. As he, uh, it looks like an ice planet. Like, and look at that shot. Standing in the doorway. Yeah. That looks like a blood pump. Lucasville. It's kind of nice to hear with the crowd reaction. What we're bringing to the screen for the first time is the live-action Star Wars series. John Favreau talking. It takes place about five years after the Return of the Jedi. The series follows a Mandalorian. This new character is a gunfighter, a bounty hunter, a citizen of the underworld on the outer reaches of the galaxy. It starts off with him just hunting down quarries. Return of the Jedi's Vader entrance shot. Yeah, but just the bounty hunter. His money. God, that's a sick this is a character you've never met before in a period of time that you've never seen. Uh, actually, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and what we're getting here, guys, is just an aesthetic to the Mandalorian. It is extremely powerful, Pedro Pascal. And, and we're getting a lot of um, 
you know, looks at just the behind-the-scenes footage, just a lot of sort of behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. This armor that harkens to medieval knights. These players are all kind nice. of covered in our own armor. Yeah, there you go. Big breach. <laughs> He's on the do-back. It's a holiday special. I think John chose the team really, really well. Here we go. Obviously, Dave, Bryce, Deborah, Talking about the different Rick, directors. Taika. Yeah. Well, they mentioned Taika Waititi. They go crazy. Well, we're bringing the oh, yeah. The first time to the filmmakers were bringing to the table and wanted to bring back to the world of Star Wars. Everybody's takes place about five years. There you go. Sorry. Uh, you know that, that Rick guy mm-hmm. who's directing, I don't know him. I'm not familiar with his work, but if he doesn't narrate something, uh, he's missing out. <laughs> this is in the wrong line great, of work here. Great voice. Yeah. This series offers the opportunity to introduce new planets, new races and species, new starships. However, we wanted to feel completely connected and familiar. It's truly an adventure. Star Wars adventure. It has the heart that Star Wars has always been about. Yes. It will feel gritty, it will feel real. But anybody could sit down in their seat and watch and enjoy. Yeah. Love the logo. Yeah, we get the Disney Plus logo there. Dang. Love the look. Love uh, love a lot about that. Yeah. Mm, I love seeing George Lucas on set. I'm yes. a fan. Um, I The design just it blows me. It's my favorite design since Rogue One, as far as like just yeah. just the look of the, the, the series. Yeah, I, I think there's so much premise here and like that, you know, you hear Favreau saying you're going to introduce new species, new planets. And that's something that's really exciting because I mean, we keep going back to a lot of core places and locations. Think about rebels. Like they spent a lot of time on Lothal. I mean, that worked for the show, but they could have been introducing all sorts of new locations and new places. And yet they really, they stayed in kind of like a base area with this one. They're talking about being on the fringes. That's exciting. I mean, we already, pretty much feel secure that Tatooine's there. I mean, it is out on the fringes anyway, but the fact that you've got the Empire clinging so desperately to any kind of power, and they already were kind of just pushing out into those reaches as it were, so they're really going to be gripping tight on everything. Any place they've already established a foothold, and any place they get a foothold, mm. they're going to want to hit the ground running, and to see the the criminal elements go up against that, and to see how the Rebels play off of that, like that'll be an exciting element to yeah. see as it plays yeah. out as well. I think one reason, though, you saw Lothal so prominently in in Rebels. I mean, let's be honest, is yeah. budget. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think yeah. they were just, that show is a when you compare it to the look of the Clone Wars, you go, wow, that's a lot cheaper show. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. In, no. In this, instance, I was always surprised like, they didn't find a way to take the models from the one and work them into the other. Like, go with the design mm-hmm. that allowed for that kind of transparency, where you'd be like, well, let's go back to Ryloth and take everything from the Clone Wars, and we'll just put that as the basis or Felucia. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. it always struck me as odd that they went so different that they couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I agree. 
Yeah, no, that's that's true. Uh, one other piece that, and, and that's pretty much everything. They showed like a seven-minute clip. It wasn't as interesting, so I'm not <laughs> gonna highlight it here for because it's it was pretty long. But it, I mean, it kind of set up the sizzle we played at first. But the other thing they showed is this really cool behind-the-scenes footage that we mentioned at the beginning of how they're filming all the miniature work, and it's just mm. so cool to see what they were doing and and just yeah, to John. See. Yeah, John Knoll built it in his garage. I know. That was, that I mean, that's cool. that's kind of like, he wasn't even working. He was just like so excited by the prospect of doing it that he just went home on his spare time and built this stuff. Yeah, there he is. John Knoll just. Has, wow. John Knoll, man, he's living the life, right? Just, you yeah. know, just kind like of. Photoshop money. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Just like coast on the Photoshop money. Oh, man. Um, that but, model is awesome. Isn't it, Mark? Yeah, we're looking at the footage here that, uh, it, from the panel. And this was that, fortunately. That, okay, go back. Go back about. 12 seconds okay. they show it up front of the cockpit and it looks very much like the republic gunships way yeah. more than i thought from watching the trailer huh yeah right right there and then there's another angle of it as it's DNA coming of it. up yeah huh yeah they're showing it here yeah there's you know, another it shot does. where it comes from the other direction and it really looks like that front panel i was like whoa yeah and then i realized it was that ship because at first i was like oh they brought the oh no they didn't yeah, no, it's it's it looks amazing, and you can kind of see again how they're mimicking the shots. Again, that looks like the flyby, pretty much from Return of the Jedi, with the yes. Rebel fleet getting ready to jump in, and they're just or doing it. The one they're showing now is kind of Luke going to Dagobah. Isn't it weird? Like, especially those of us who are like eat, eat and breathe Star Wars, you just recognize the shot, and it's so cool <laughs> yeah. to see another like ship doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that that's super cool. Super cool. Well, all right. So I think uh, that covers generally what they talked about Mandalorian well, hyped. Although Am I missing something? Yeah. When they introduced Carl Weathers, we haven't really talked about Carl Weathers at all. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah. The crowd breaks into a chant of Apollo, Apollo, Apollo. <laughs> So, so would it be bad if they gave him Apollo as a, as like a call sign or something? I, mean, would be yeah, I think that would be awesome. He jumped right into character too. He started, I mean, from Rocky one started, I want you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh, that's great. That's amazing. I yeah. love Carl Weathers. That's amazing. Uh, I wonder, uh, so the, the real question is, did I load it up? That's that's the, the the question is did I load up the Clone Wars? All right, CNN, you're my CNET, you're my only hope. Yes, here we go. So they did a Clone Wars panel. Yes, uh, that's part two for the show. Um, rather they they get, played a couple clips. Uh, stuff we're generally familiar with. The the Siege of Mandalore is kind of a big one um, that they talked about a bit. But they show all of those clips are kind of featured in the trailer itself. So I figure for both of you gentlemen, I'm going to full screen here. And uh, for those of you guys playing along at home, you could sync up and I'll do a three, two, one go. And you can, uh, I'm sure you've seen this Clone Wars trailer a bajillion times by now, although they haven't posted it. We're recording it like two hours after, and they didn't do that like immediate post thing that they usually do. Mm. So uh, who knows? Maybe they've posted it by now, but here we go in three, two, one, go. And adjust the audio. This is good. I know. Here we Black go. screen, just like when I was streaming it. <laughs> Here we go. You can take the that models. Padawan braid and shove it. Wait, what? <laughs> the models look a little different. Is this a recreation of the old back. scenes? I think it's the same, but... Is it? Okay. Yeah. You are making a mistake. Maybe. But I have to sort this out on my own. Mm -hmm. 
without the council and without you Ooh. goosebumps that's a few bubbles, of course. You're probably better off down here. I just want to know where to Man, no. I've watched so many of my brothers fall during this war. Fives. Fives! Heavy. Master Yoda, your thoughts on how to win the war? No longer certain that one ever does win the war. I am. They finally figured that out. Never see any Jedi around here. It's not safe down here. Things could have the Pike Syndicate. That's why I'm on my ship. Okatai. What squad are you taking in? Experimental unit clone force 99. The cavalry! That batch! Yep. Nice! Whoa! Glad to have you back, Commander. What? That's cool. That is cool. The good is new. Maybe a little better. So Anakin fashioned her sabers, huh? Oh man. Wait for it. Oh, whoa. Oh, she's like, hey, Kenobi, I got, you got nothing on me. Shh, wait for it. I was hoping for Kenobi. You here? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, that's right. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's, yeah, it's die to oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, the crowd goes wild once again. Yeah. Ooh, dude, chills. Ah, skin is on point right now. That is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, so oh, uh, did you see that Kylo Ren blue lightsaber out in the crowd from Rebels, the the old, old public one? And all of a sudden, there's Whitwer. Yep, yep, Whitwer's on stage. Um, yeah, no, it's it's pretty. It was pretty good. So I, I caught most of the panel, and um, I'm pretty hyped. I'm not gonna lie. It's just because like I love Clone Wars, and I'm so happy it's back. I'm so happy. So so. I, I'm a Star Trek fan, okay, and yeah. they did their streaming thing with Discovery, and I still haven't got to watch that, right? Because yeah. my wife was like, "We're not adding any other services." But the price for uh, Disney Plus, oh, she's like, true. "We're in," and I'm just like, "Oh my god, there's so many goodies with this. Yeah. There's so much to deliver. I'm so excited. This is like Christmas. I cannot wait to get the service." Yeah, it's not bad. Six ninety, which by the way is six ninety nine, is what they announced the price for Disney Plus. Yeah, it's sixty nine ninety nine for a year. I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. That's there's almost no the exact brainer. same price as Marvel Unlimited. Tell you the truth, that's yeah, crazy. Uh, and I'm sure they're uh, doing that low price. I'm sure it'll go up, but they want that. Ma they want to get that. You know, get user you base. Hooked. Yeah, exactly. Mm. No, I'm, I was hooked. They had me at cheap. Marvel and Star Wars. I was like, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> then they're all like, we're we're opening the vault. And I was just like, all right. Now the kids and the wife are hooked. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's gonna. It, it, it's a very competitive price point, which they have to be, because people are sick of having seventeen subscriptions. So you have to yeah, keep that price yeah. down. At some point, we're gonna hit that that saturation of streaming services out there. Yeah. Uh, when when Criterion just announced and, and just actually launched their own app and streaming service. I mean, <laughs> wait, really? You know, yeah. Jeez. We're kind of well. Uh, kind of saturated. While we've been talking, they've um. I'll, I'll let the trailer play once again while we kind of uh, break it down a little bit. Probably not in as great a detail, but because we've seen a lot of this stuff before. But like, what I loved is seeing the Bad Batch stuff because I never saw the Bad Batch like um, reels. Mark, I know you did, right? Oh yeah, I took my son. Okay, so dude, here's the thing, right? When I went and watched that with my son, we were with William and the guys from We Talk Clones. It was they just relaunched his Ion Cannon on our network, and we were sitting. And I kid you not, the whole time with Matthew Wood, and I had oh. no clue. He's there with his <laughs> son. I'm there with my son. We're talking about doing this with our sons, and it's once we go in and sit down. William's like, "Do you know who that was?" And I'm like, "No, who was that?" <laughs> I'm like kicking myself every time I see him anywhere. I'm like, yeah. I told my son who we were sitting with, and he. I mean, I did after the fact, and he has no idea like this. Yeah, sure, that, sure. But it just blows my mind that we had that opportunity. So yeah, we got to see that. Uh, it wasn't completely 100% finished rendered. Like you wouldn't see their lips move. Uh, but for the most part, everything was done. Like their elbows so, and so stuff Bad Batch, would move. It was blocks. You know, it wasn't it wasn't all the way rendered. Well, but it Bad was Batch reminds me visually of the uh, like the stormtrooper squad in the in the comics in the main yeah. Star Wars line. I forget what's the name of the the squad. The why is it? Why oh not? yeah, those guys. It, yes. Yeah, very yes. similar sort of aesthetic where they have yeah. the big heavy guy. Um they did show pr- a ridiculously awesome clip of that of Bad Batch doing their thing. Um which I'm almost tempted to go find because like it was just to see them in action and see clones in action again just blew me away. Uh, I don't know if I'll be well, able to find it here. Well, on following Ahsoka. I mean, at least you get that impression that she's watching her, and when she goes around, she just turns and follows her. Oh, yeah, now you're in that Bad Batch stuff. Oh, oh glory. here it is. This one, that's what blew my mind. The 501st all wearing the Ahsoka Tano colored helmets. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was cool. That is a great moment, and I look forward to watching that play out. And so, Scar Squadron is who you're referring to. Scar, thank you, sir. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, well, so let's take a look at the Clone Wars version of Scar Squadron. Squadron, or actually, Scar Squadron probably came more from Bad Batch than anything else because it's yeah. a very similar aesthetic. Here they are. Here's a clip from uh, Celebration of them in action. I'll show you guys right here. Blast gave away our position. Huh. Although getting shot down gave away our position. Everyone, mm. find cover. We'll hold this position and let them come to us. I don't think so, Captain. That's not our style. We prefer going to them. Bad Batch, Plan 82, Shockwave. <laughs> Let's get to work. Yes! <laughs> they just like literally picked up a piece of a Oh, the fact that this chip. is a contingency plan is just brilliant. Like, they thought of everything. Mark 
Have they mentioned whether or not we're getting this when it launches the whole first season all at once and we can do it like Netflix did I don't, with like I just Stranger was, Things? They didn't say. Or is it like Discovery watch. where it's one a week? That's a good question. I don't know. I assume that they would do everything at once because that's the Netflix model, but who knows? I actually don't I mean, know. That's, that's where my hopes are pinned. So, like, and I what we just saw, ladies and gentlemen, was like basically a uh, the, these Bad Batch Commandos. <laughs> this guy takes this basically... Um, ripped off sheet of metal from a gunship, basically a Republic gunship door. And yeah, it's the, the, door fire, the finale of it is, is that he just smashes it on top of a spider droid, which is pretty sweet. Not going to lie. Yeah. I'm a fan. So Clone Wars, uh, so favorite, let, let, let's hit this on, on, on the tail end of the episodes. What you're most intrigued about or looking forward to based on the trailer. Um, uh, Scott, you want to you want to start us off because I know you haven't. Have you? How much Clone Wars have you seen before, Scott? I haven't fin- I'm still in season two. Okay, I own every Blu-ray set, but I just it, it's just life hasn't found a way. <laughs> yeah, so. you know it, it happens. Listen, I understand. It's uh, it it it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff to go through, I, and it's not, that's yeah. the thing. It's on Netflix, but it's which I know. I think helped. it just got dropped, didn't it? Or, or if yeah. not, it might be getting yeah, dropped soon. On Netflix. Yeah, if it, or if yeah. not, it might be soon. Um, I know they I keep threatening. It just but... Yeah, it, it dumped but off. Are you uh, are you intrigued? Uh, three days ago, I think. Do you think yeah. you'll jump in, Scott? Um, does this drive you to want to catch up, or maybe you want to jump in where oh. the season is? Or no, I, I I would I don't like joining things in the middle, so I will do everything I can to get caught up on this for sure. Yeah, well, and it's not till I don't think it's going to be out till November. Well, Disney Plus isn't out till November, so we know it's yeah. going to be at least November before it premieres. So plenty of time. Um, but I like I don't the the Coruscant stuff with Ahsoka looked interesting to me on the on 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 it. But honestly, the um, the the footage from Bad Batch. And seeing them in action is kind of what intrigues me, especially after that clip. Uh, I got to say, although the, seeing the underworld Coruscant and who kind of Ahsoka's associates are is going to be interesting. And how she kind of, she's left the Jedi Order, but she has this kind of thing where she's called back to lead the 501st for some operation. Uh, yeah, that's the Siege of Mandalore is what I'm most excited about, just to watch how that plays out. And then the, the tease of, of Maul, like, because, you know, you get that feeling like... Whatever is going on, he's going to get left behind on Malachor at some point, yeah. <laughs> and that's where we're going to pick up with him later. Like, ooh, man, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. The and the Pike Syndicate run around on the what may I assume are the lower levels of Coruscant, but I could be wrong. That's kind of what it looks like in that shot. Yeah, uh, I was thinking it was going to be somewhere else, but when you watch her go down towards what looks like we're going to thirteen thirteen level, I uh, I think you're right. I think that is probably Coruscant. Yeah, yeah. It'll be and I don't think the Bad Batch episodes are going to be tied to Mandalore. I feel like they're going to have their own mission yeah. for something. Yeah. You can see here the shots of the how it's kind of evolved. It's very similar to the Clone Wars animation, but it's evolved a bit, especially Anakin. The Anakin models uh, is yeah, very Anakin close to Yeah, Anakin looks very episode three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely got that look. And you can kind of see her um, 
Yeah, you, you see her lightsabers that, uh, that, that she has. They're blue in these shots, though. Yeah, they're still blue at this moment. Yeah. Is it me, or does the new Anakin model look a little more like Matt Lanter? Oh, I definitely. For sure. I mean, I always thought the old model looked kind of like Matt Lanter, if I'm honest, but mm. I could see that. Yeah, it all- is like they took Matt Lantern and took and took uh, and, Hayden and Christensen Hayden. while he's in that first scene in the uh, yeah. tie, the Jedi interceptors. Yeah. I mean, I get that feeling from his hair. Like it's yeah. almost like they took that hair and put it on Lantern. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, is Maul part of the Siege of Mandalore? I know that was also like in the. Uh, I feel like I feel like we're going to find out that he is playing things in the background because last we knew with him, he still had the Maldalorians were all in his camp and, and not all of them had turned on him. I mean, a good chunk of them went with him and they went off and last we knew he was doing his own crime syndicate thing. So, I mean, depending on how we go forward into that, I think that we will see that play out. But the other side of it that has me intrigued is because of Rex. I mean, you get the impression with the stuff about fives that we're going to see him and maybe Wolf and Gregor pull their chips out and to see that play out, like if we get to that point where we go past Order 66 and if that's in the seasons I will do backflips or yeah. I'll at least break my neck trying <laughs> yeah no I, I I can't wait I'm trying to think I don't know what I'm most excited about anymore like yeah it's hard I'm pretty sold on all of this stuff like so the, I, these are the centerpieces because there's been all kinds of stuff on animation on like uh, on resistance is there's a panel tomorrow and there's uh, some of the Lego stuff and a bunch of the merchandise and a, a bunch of other stuff that always comes from celebration we're literally only hitting we're doing three shows this weekend and we're only scratching the surface of the sort of feature presentations which is of course Rise of Skywalker Clone Wars uh, Mandalorian and Galaxy's Edge Every single one of these, I, I, I'm hyped. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. that I'm uh, really trepidatious about. Let me ask you, Scott, because you're more, you're generally more skeptical person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah. Are, are are you uh, like? Um, I, I mean, I you were yeah, really. You were, I am. Sorry, I am, we were yeah, talking to each other. Lot, Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you. So, uh, is there anything yeah. that you have like reservations on with any of this stuff that you're not sure about is it too much stuff i don't know no i I don't think look if it's if it's good and that's the thing you know we always hear about the star wars fatigue thing yeah Mm -hmm. and and the truth is if all of the material is good we don't have marvel fatigue you're right yeah and it's because marvel is consistently putting out quality product uh even their stuff that's not great is not bad yeah um yeah the the uh, do I have trepidation about anything? Yeah, I I I'm praying that that Tie Fighter that's chasing Ray of the Desert's guns are disarmed for some reason. <laughs> I still think he's picking her up. <laughs> because yeah, because I was just like yeah, he's actually what you don't hear is the actual audio from that scene, which is as the Tie Fighter's coming up behind her over the speaker, it says, "Hey, good looking, we'll be back to pick you up later." <laughs> <laughs> See, I, uh, so you talk uh, about Marvel fatigue, right? And yeah. they've already said that after this, they're going to go on a little hiatus. And I feel like that they've learned with Star Wars, the idea of letting the directors have so much authority on where the story goes was a bad idea. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to definitely plan things out more. Now, TV shows, they have those planned a lot more than they would like a movie going in. So I think that that's what they're going to do is they're going to be like, well, we want I have- everything to line up with what we've got going on in the movies as well as what's going on on our TV shows. Yeah. And this is where we're at. And we need to get somebody on board that's going to work with that playbook. 
You know, I mean, the New Jedi Order yeah. had their Bible that every author got a digital copy of that Bible, yeah. so they were all on that same page. And you're talking, they're talking about getting together and putting together a 10 year plan, and that is about as Kevin Feige as it gets. Right. So I, I, I think they're copying think, that model, Marvel, Marvel model at this point. Yeah, and I think that's the thing where I don't know how this, how or where this breakdown happens, but I get the sense that like Ryan Johnson is really good in a boardroom re- meeting, right? And that like <laughs> He's a good pitch man. Yeah, good pitch man, and they just really liked his his, his pitch, but they didn't have the collaboration in place to to carry the vision through the three films and that's that's explicit now in the recent interviews where jj yeah. where at least is, says like yeah i don't know what he's doing with eight it's basically yeah. that's in an interview so i think um that's why they hired that's probably the biggest reason why they hired uh jj back is to mm-hmm. try to have that sense of continuity to complete the saga since they're really kind of embracing this as the end of the saga Speaking as the old guy, yes, there. Uh, DC Comics did a, a series in the mid '80s called Who Done It, or no? Was it called Who Done It? I think it was called Who Done It. No, DC Challenge. It was called DC Challenge. Okay. And every episode, every issue ended with a cliffhanger. Each issue was written by a completely different writer, mm. and the previous writer would leave, would set up threads, and leave the 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 next writer the way out of the cliffhanger. And it was kind of up to the next writer to find their way out of the cliffhanger. And I kind of feel like with seven and eight, JJ set some threads up for Ryan to pick up, and then he didn't pick them up. Mm-hmm. And so now they're bringing JJ back to go, you know, those threads that you put in place, go find them and take them to their next conclusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys see that tweet, by the way, that has resurfaced today from 2012? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. did no. You s- <laughs> no, lay it on me. I missed it. The, what, what's there's it? a guy who, who hasn't tweeted since 2013. And he's got a tweet from uh, from 2012 that says, Star Wars Episode 7, The Rise of Skywalker, Palpatine Lives. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's what he called. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea how that could be. But it, but it almost seems like, well, maybe that's kind of part of, maybe he had some knowledge of what J.J. was putting in place. Who knows? And that whole Palpatine coming back, I immediately thought of... Uh, uh, was it Legacy of the Force or Fate of the Jedi, where they had that lake of apparitions or apparitions or whatever it was, mm, yeah. where Luke goes to it, he sees the spirit of Mara, spirit of Jason, all these different, it was like a doorway to the netherworld of the Force in a sense. But I mean, you know, they keep talking about like no one's ever gone. It's like, so Snoke could be back again? Like we could get some Snoke action maybe? <laughs> but I don't think of it like that. Like I don't see like everybody just showing up and there's me and Padme. Like yeah. I could see it being more like what we got with even Rebels, where you you see Ezra go to that place and he's opening up the time vortex through that, through that yeah. location, you know, and I, and I do get the, the sense that the death star presumably even where Palpatine died, created a stain that allowed maybe access to that. Or maybe he had a special chamber on the death star where like Vader on, uh, on castle Vader, where he's trying to, you know, use it as that tuning fork to open a door. Mm. Maybe Palpatine had something like that on the ship that they're looking to see if that survived. Maybe they're like, well, yeah, of course it would survive because Palp- that's the one thing on that ship that meant the most to Palpatine above everything else was his way out. And we need to go and see if it's still there. And, and you know, plot point, plot point, plot point. But yeah. I just keep thinking about like, okay, if you go into this Death Star, right, and, and there's this ghost of Palpatine haunting it, could you just imagine them taking the Haunted Mansion and then tweaking it for that and doing something <laughs> yeah. similar? Like that would 
just be, I mean, talk about Death Troopers, that book in Legends. Like, that was a total horror fest. And then thinking about having Ghost Palpatine chasing you down, that makes me want to make a mess in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I could see that. Hey, I have a parting question for you guys. So I I saw a tweet about this. I forget who, who it was, but it was like, it was sort of an indignant... Like, hey guys, actually Ryan Johnson and it doesn't hate JJ, and they actually all fit together really well. Which I don't believe that. But I, the the point of the guy tweet, which I actually thought was an interesting tweet. <laughs> yeah, it was. It really was. But that's okay. Like, um, but I, it, it made an interesting case of like the theme of Last Jedi, the let the past die thing, as much as it's been memefied, is the perspective of the villain. And I thought, no, it wasn't. That was like in all the marketing and stuff. Yeah. But. That it's the could perspective be of the film. It's it's the perspective of the film. However, however, is it possible to use that and just maybe a little bit of revisionist history and say, well, hey, that's the perspective of the villain of Kylo Ren, and that's and he's wrong, and that's why because Luke Skywalker, literally the the vestige of the past, is the one who proves him wrong by coming, you know, projecting himself across the universe, saving the day, and thus setting up the next film. Therefore, the that 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 theory that philosophy is patently wrong and luke skywalker proved it and i thought eh, don't believe that for last jedi but maybe as a an approach to episode nine i could see that with jj mm-hmm. taking that that uh, awesome. thing i think i think you and i talked about the whole jj uh ryan johnson thing to start with yesterday and yeah. I, i'm still of the belief that these guys don't sit and snipe over what stories they were going to tell and what decisions because they've got too much other stuff going on. They've got other things to do and they make their they make the thing and they move on. You know, it's I don't know if you know this or not, Riley. Mm. I'm a big Kiss fan. What? Yeah. <laughs> and it drives me nuts when they'll introduce a song and say, This song I think was on Rock and Roll Over. And like, no, it was on Destroyer. <laughs> well, how did you get that wrong? Or this, we think we did this song in 1984. It's like, no, it was 1982. What are you talking about? And, you know, <laughs> these guys make these products and then they kind of move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I don't think JJ sat and lingered. I think JJ got sucked back into it now, but I don't think he was sitting there the whole time going, that's stupid Ryan Johnson. How dare he screw up my trilogy? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I think he was over there making other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. That's fair. And I and like I say, I kind of agree with your take on this. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, guys, I think that is going to pretty much wrap up this week's episode. At uh, this day's today's episode of the Stars Report podcast. Um, we will be back next week for our full post celebration uh, hangover episode. <laughs> I mean, Bruce is the <laughs> Bruce because he was actually there. Um, we've been very responsible. So he's actually hung over. Exactly. We've been very responsibly <laughs> podcasting uh, from a distance. But uh, hey, uh, there is some stuff happening Monday, so we'll we'll catch whatever leftover resistance or Phantom Menace 20th anniversary stuff uh, happens on next week's episode. But for now, we're gonna say farewell. Uh, if you've enjoyed each of these episodes. Well, hey, make sure you subscribe to the show. If you have not, make sure you do that in your podcatcher of choice. Super easy. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We do appreciate it. That's a great way to get the word out about the show. And if you've enjoyed our our coverage and you want to enjoy our daily rogue transmissions that we've also been recording, as well as each and every week we do the show, you can get that exclusively at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. And that way you can just enjoy bonus content and directly support 
the podcast, and uh, and we thank you for it. Patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's where you can get access to every single episode we've ever published. We have a link to you right there as well as our exclusive uh, Patreon chat, which is a lot of fun too. Uh, which we, which we, fortunately, we had field reporters. Our own patrons were live reporting from the Mandalorian panel as it was happening, which we do appreciate. Uh, so shout out to you guys. Really appreciate you guys who support the show. And uh, until next time, we're going to say, may the force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. <laughs>watching what's happening on the star wars show right now no it's so awkward (laughs) like some fan kind of rushed the stage and wanted to hug matt lanner and matt lanner kind of went in for a hug but he had to kind of like go way over to it's weird (laughs) so (laughs) awkward so much awkward Mm. (sighs) all right all right cutting it we're calling it that's it Yo!